Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price Books by W.J. Onifer. Available in paperbook or ebook at your favorite online bookstore. Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price Books. Read the Red. Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price Audio presents The Protected Human. Based on characters from the Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price book series by W.J. Onifer. Get your copies at your favorite online bookstore. And now, The Protected Human. John Watts woke up on the floor in a darkened room. Then he remembered the rather unpleasant vampire woman known as Dead Emily escaped our custody. How many vampires ambushed us to free her? He didn't know. Too many. His whole body ached. They really roughed me up. Why am I still alive, he wondered. John felt a slight stinging sensation on his neck. He reached up to touch his fingers there and felt the bite marks on his skin. His fingers had blood when he looked at them. His blood. There was also something else. Something that was a different shade of red. Was it lipstick? Yes, lipstick. Did that fanged bimbo feed on me? Yeah, he thought. She did. That's why I'm still alive. Oh man, John thought. I really hate when this happens. I really need to get into another line of work. Maybe I'm getting a little too old for this kind of thing. Then John noticed the other two men on the floor. One was unconscious or dead, his son, Clay, and the other was quite obviously dead. His body was mangled, ripped apart. He was more a pile of mush than anything resembling human. Vampires were well able to do such a thing, but usually didn't. What would be the point? Vampires kept their existence secret from the humans through speed and stealth. There was nothing stealthy about leaving chopped up bodies behind to arouse the curiosity of human law enforcement. Not to mention crackpot conspiracy theorists who sometimes get too close to the truth. John looked in the other direction. Two vampires stood there quietly watching over them. There's nothing like the null void silence of a vampire, he thought. If I didn't look directly at them, I wouldn't even know they were there. Those vampires, both men, were big and burly, but he could tell that they were both as dumb as a sack of baloney, easily seduced by dead Emily to be her henchman. Then he heard it, moaning, a sound that was vaguely human, but only vaguely. A zombie, a goddamn zombie, dead Emily's agent of mangling and ripping apart. A metal collar was around its neck, a chain went from the collar to a heavy metallic mooring to the wall. John quickly realized, to his relief, that it was beyond the length of that chain. One of the two men with him wasn't so lucky. The door opened and dead Emily walked in. Why isn't he dead yet, she said to the two other vampires. Do you know who that is, the first vampire said. Dead Emily didn't say anything. That's John Watts, the second vampire said as in the Watts family vampire hunters. He's a human who's gotten in my way, did Emily said. Feed him to that thing. We can't, the first vampire said. And why not? With no warning, 
Nothing to foreshadow his appearance, Bobby Crockett smashed the locked door and walked into the room. The two vampires who were assigned watch to the humans took a step back. Bobby Crockett was one mean mofo of a barbaric vampire, and his street cred was only embellished on by the fact that he was a personal friend of Hadley Price, the formidable vampire known as the Guardian Angel. Hello, damn, he said. Long time no see. He laughed a wicked laugh. Not long enough. Bobby Crockett, she said. Still sporting the biker chic, I see. But you do wear it well. Where can I get a bloody bastard's clubhouse vest like that? And you, Dem, calling yourself Dead Emily, Bobby said. You're trying way too hard to be Elvira cool. I compliment you and you insult me, she said. The next thing you'll be telling me is that you just got done having tea and crumpets with your buddy Hadley Price. Hadley speared your life over that little incident between you two. She didn't kill you, he said. I'm going to have a talk with her about that. You do that, Dead Emily said, taking on an air of indifference. What are you doing with that, Bobby said, pointing at the zombie. He walked over, put his hands on its head, and caved in its skull. It's that. Vampire strength and speed was no match for a zombie. Now I'm a little annoyed with you, Dead Emily said. Are you really? I'm crushed. Yes, she said. If you only knew what we had to go through to get that. That better be the only one you have. And if it isn't? It's always bad news when a zombie is captured for study or whatever you're doing with it. It never ends well. Bobby looked down at John sitting on the floor. The other, Clay, who had not been the zombie's lunch, had sat up as well. He's right. About what? Did Emily said. You can't kill him. Why not? He's protected. By who? Did Emily laugh dismissively. You? No, Bobby said. Who then? Hadley Price. He paused to let that sink in. This wasn't just about some arbitrary human who inconvenienced dead Emily. This was about threatening the life of John Watts, and that threat got the attention of the guardian angel. Most vampires wouldn't want that kind of attention. Hadley and John work real hard to keep the peace between our people and his, Bobby said. I can't tell you how many times we almost went to war with the humans, but Hadley and John keep a lid on that and do it without the human masses finding out. She wouldn't like it very much if you were to mess with that. I care nothing for what Hadley Price likes or dislikes, Dan Emily said. You know, Dan, Bobby said, you have the reputation of being a sexy broad. I mean, just look at you, legs down to there, the tits of a Hollywood actress, big hair, gorgeous face. But you know what? You're dumb, really damn freaking dumb. As if messing with zombies weren't enough, you want to kill a high-profile vampire hunter. He paused. Back in the Middle Ages, the humans knew about us. We had to go into hiding. Over the centuries, they started to think of us as myths. So little by little, we went mainstream. Secretive, but mainstream. Do you want to go into hiding, Dem? Do you? There's a lot more of them than there are of us. Do you want to be pursued by a torch-holding mob of humans? Killing John here could make that happen. Bobby looked down at John again. Get out of here, John, Bobby said. Take a hike. What do you think you're doing, Dad Emily said. Her two henchmen took a step forward. You bozos got a problem with this, Bobby said to them, ignoring Dad Emily. They both stopped and looked at each other. 
Who would be so foolish as to go fisticuffs with the vampire Bobby Crockett? He didn't become the leader of the Bloody Bastards Vampire Motorcycle Gang without proving that he was a stone-cold killer. And it didn't take much to set him off. He'd kill someone for slipping the soup too loudly, then walk away and not feel bad about it. John Watts stood up and helped his son Clay to his feet. The two men hobbled toward the door. Bobby grabbed John's arm as they walked past him, staining his shirt with some of the zombie's brain goo. You live a charmed life, John. For some reason, Hadley likes you. He tightened the grip on the human's arm, but she couldn't be here, so she asked me to take care of this. Just remember who got your ass out of trouble. He let go of John's arm, then wiped both hands on the front of the human's shirt, further soiling it with zombie slime. You owe me one, vampire hunter. No, John thought. I owe her. Like I need to owe the guardian angel any more favors, but Hadley Price did make sure my ass got out of trouble. I'm gonna live through this so I shouldn't complain. John and Clay limped to the door, every step closer to freedom and safety, each step further away from the danger. Two humans facing four vampires and a zombie and surviving to tell about it wasn't a bad day in the office for vampire hunters. Dad, Clay said, your neck, you got bit. I know, and I'm not too happy about it, John said. Just shut up. Don't say another word. Keep walking. I really do need to get into another line of work, John thought. Maybe I am getting a little too old for this kind of thing. This has been The Protected Human, based on characters from the Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price books by W.J. Onifer. Get your copies at your favorite online bookstore. Music by Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Sound effects by zapsplat.com. Like us and follow us at Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price on Facebook and MeWe. Thanks for listening. Come back for the next episode of Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price Audio. of the Vampire Hadley Price books by W.J. Onifer. Available in paper book or ebook at your favorite online bookstore. Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price books. Read the Red.